Welcome to the 100th episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse. Wow! A podcast where we discuss horror in media. And tonight, the cameras are rolling. The film crew is struggling to get things done. And there's zombies! (laughs) Join us as we explore one cut of the dead. I'm Mitch. I'm Murr. I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan. And I cannot believe there's a hundred hours of us talking on the internet. There oh, is. Probably oh, it's more. well over a yeah. hundred hours. Well over a hundred. Yeah, well over a hundred. So it's like if you wanted to make a weird AI program with our personalities, you could probably do it with the hundred hours of content that we put out. Oh, don't yeah. tell me that. <laughs> You're welcome. Before we get too much into stuff, I just want to, we have to put a big RIP up. Oh, because, I know. Because something tragic happened. Kentaro Miura, artist and writer of manga Berserk, has passed away. Yeah. And me and Mer are have been crying for at least a week now. The influence for so many other stories and art styles. Yeah. It's a very tragic loss. And it came at a time that was kind of weird. And it's been, they've known for like two weeks already, but they just announced it like just right. the other day. And fans everywhere of anime or just manga in general are just devastated. Yeah, if you've never seen his art, just Google his name and art, and you'll be blown away by how like crazy detailed the artwork is, and it's all in black and white. Uh, I, if you played games like the Soul games, all the Souls yeah, games, Dark any Souls, of those, like that. you're looking at a ripoff of Berserk. If you're playing like Final Fantasy 15 and you're playing the knights that have the two-handed swords, you're looking at a ripoff of Berserk. If you're looking at Cloud and Final Fantasy 7, you're looking at a ripoff of Berserk. Anyway, so that's how important this dude was, and we miss him and love him very much. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. We would also like to mention that this episode is brought to you by our patron, Isaac. Who isn't really a patron. He handed me $2 and said, hey, review this movie. I really like it. What a good choice for the 100th episode. Honestly, though. This is such a great comedy, parody, like meta movie about making horror films. And it's just so thoroughly enjoyable. So uh, this is a great one to choose for this, honestly. Yeah. They told me about it initially. I guess I believe this is on Shudder. So if yeah. you're, you have Shudder, you could check it out. But they liked the movie so much, they ordered the DVD and then bought the T-shirt. Yeah, that's how you know well. you actually really like it. <laughs> you yeah. have the DVD of it. Yeah. One Cut of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, so what's really great about this movie is it really goes into how these types of movies are made. It kind of gets into the degree like you'll you'll start to have this appreciation for the people that work behind them. This is also one of those movies that has the like coveted certified one hundred percent fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes, it does. which and is damn near impossible <laughs> with how critics are these days. Well, and we look too. There's eighty six different reviews for it as yeah, well. Yeah, to have uh, like eighty plus reviewers all give it a hundred percent is pretty legit, and it it really earns it because this is a great parody of filmmaking and of like cliches you see in horror films yeah and it's so meta because they're they did several takes of like the initial scene right because the uh first cut of this movie it's about 45 minutes uncut one long take for the entire thing and then they go into the meta works of how they made that work and there's even behind-the-scenes footage of how they made that work, too. Yeah. <laughs> Near the end. So you have, like, three cameramen all watching each other back-to-back, back, and then they started moving out as the movie went on. Seeing just the intro, I would have been happy with just the 45 minutes the beginning, really? just because it's such a good story. And then you get more added on, and it becomes, like, 
just an incredibly wholesome movie by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. If it had just if it had just ended at the uh, the like uh, the actual movie at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I would have been fine with it, but I also would have been like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Kind of because it's like you get so much more in that next like hour forty five minutes than the rest of the film. Well, I was very confused as most people are when they first see it. Because there's a lot of awkward pauses. It's just like sometimes you think it's badly acted, but you're realizing afterwards that it's all yeah, improv. Yeah, they fill in the moments of like, well, why do they pause here? Oh, it's because there was there was accidents happening on the the fake set that they were creating. Yeah, which is a hilarious concept that you're filming a live horror film with no cuts on live television, so you just can't stop. And you guys brought it up too. Like this would work if it were like a real thing, but you could probably roll with the fuck ups. And it's funny because after we saw that, we saw all the fuck ups. And it oh was just my so, God. You basically got it figured out, you know? Uh, figuring that out was totally worth the time to be like, well, why the fuck are they doing it this way? And then just having it be legitimately funny, like having a dude who has to shit himself. Yeah. And then he's just shitting in the bush. <laughs> he's shitting in the bushes. And he's like, just do his makeup right now. Do his makeup right now. We got to do it. <laughs> he's like he's squatting, squatting. And he's like crying as he's shitting <laughs> and getting makeup put onto him. It's hilarious. Every now, time favorite... someone cries in this movie, it's golden. It's so funny. <laughs> now, see, my favorite is that old drunk guy that yeah. actually pukes actually on pukes. everyone. I love the older lady. She's like, so real. <laughs> like, yeah, because he actually puked on someone. Justine. Oh, you mean Edna Mode, but elongated? Yes. <laughs> Justine, we looked it up. That dude was actually drunk on set. So he was, I was like, that's a very convincing drunk guy. It was a <laughs> fucking was drunk actually guy. Drunk. How chaotic. I Did they make, does that mean they made a meta joke about a drunk who was a drunk on set? Whoa. <laughs> and he was actually drunk on set. Meta horror. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Now. It's method well, acting. <laughs> well, before we get too far in, I'm just going to get some production notes real quick. One Cut of the Dead is also known as Don't Stop the Camera. Uh, in Japan. It One is, Cut of the Dead is way better. Yeah. <laughs> it is from 2017, and it's written and directed by Shinichiro Yuda. Has uh, he done anything else? I do not know. I don't know that either. I, I, that I believe that they had some work with some of the sequels, because I think they made sequels to this. Not sure, nice. though. Um, the starring role, we have Takayuki Hamatsu as the director. Mao as Mao. <laughs> <laughs> Harumi <that>. Shayuma. <laughs> Yuzuki Akiyama and Kazuki Nagaya. A lot of these characters play themselves. Like they play yeah. themselves in the uh, in the film, which is hilarious. Uh, it was released in 2017 in November in Japan, and the budget for this was a t- whopping $25,000 or 3 million yen. Or 3 million yen. And it accrued 3.12 billion yen or 31.2 million worldwide. Damn. So if you heard our 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 sun festival, the the Sundance fucking festival thing, this is one of those movies that was like, yeah, this is what it's competing against when it goes up against like what we do in the shadows, and is better in a lot of ways, because they're both very comedic horrors. Yeah, and I would say they implement the same sort of comedy. Like it's both dry in a sense, although I feel like One Cut of the Dead has a different twist. It's like realistic comedy. Yeah. Like situational kind of things. Yeah, because you, you watch this stuff and you think it's really awkward and then you get the cut to why it happened this way. And all the characters in there in this movie, I don't think like they could have done the cast any better. Like the cast was really good for this one. And they play their roles really like well. 
like the drunk, the guy who has to like shit, and he's kind of a diva, you know. <laughs> he's like, I only drink oh, soft water. Oh my god! For a good reason, because yeah. he shit himself. Oh my god! Mineral water like makes else. him poop. That's pretty fucking funny, actually. <laughs> that it makes him fucking poop. The the cuts in this were like, actually, there's. I mean, in the first sequence, there is no cut. So some of the shots and like the running around, you see like some camera shakes here and there. Like there's a part where the camera completely falls, and we don't know why. But then it's picked up again. And there were so many meta calls, like them falling over. I think we talked about it. Like that chick who ate shit probably really ate shit when she fucking crashed. So random of note about the director. He made a movie called Rice and Boobs in 2011. (laughs) What's the the plot for that? What would you choose between rice and boobs if one of these would disappear from the world forever? The most boring debate in human history starts now. It has a terrible rating. It looks like lightning only strikes once with the director because everything else he made is shit. (laughs) He's like the lowest of lowest ratings for all this other stuff. But like that's a serious question. Rice or boobs? (laughs) Dude, that's that's tough. Rice is in everything. Everything good has rice. But boobs. Everything with ri- rice in it is good. Yeah. yeah. You I don't take, think I've ever had anything bad with rice in it. You, you take rice out of the equation and humanity will fucking kill itself. Oof. Yeah. I, I think if you take boobs out of the equation, not as cha- chaotic or catastrophic. You take boobs away, baby's going to be dying. Or actually, uh, no, we actually have uh, actually have kids. Yeah. Never mind, I'm dumb. You will yeah, see get us. rid of boobs. We don't need them. Actually, that's heresy. I can't say that. No. <laughs> that no, is heresy. keep the boobies in this world. We need them. Oh, my God. Jonathan? <laughs> well, you said it. We have formula. So, I mean, we do have formula, yeah. Jonathan. Rice yeah, or boobs? Boobs, though. What? Am I going to keep rice or boobs? Rice uh, or I'd boobs. keep the rice. Not going to lie. Yeah. Well, I know you're more of an ass man. Uh, also, this, this does factor heavily into the idea that I don't care much Wait, for boobs Mitch, to begin with. Wait, are you a with. boobs man? I've always been a boob man. I'm like oh, very that makes vocal sense. about there this. There we go. How we know like, I'm very vocal. That, that's how we know he's a boomer. Oh. oh. Whoa, whoa. I'm, yeah. I'm a boober, not a boomer. <laughs> what a boob. Yeah, that's fine. I can, I'll live with that. Uh, real quick. So, they actually... It took two days to do the first initial shot, and they did six takes for the entire thing. Oh, God. So they ran through this thing that six times. sounds so fucking hard that to do. Th- we spent three hours redoing this. Yes. Or whatever. It, yeah, three hours. Supposedly, the second uh, time they filmed it was great, but I guess one of the cameras fucked up on recording, so they had to scrap it. And that must have been hard to deal with. Like, all the prep work that must have gone in, like, initially. The movie does show that anyway, but it's sort of like a... It's, like, later on in the movie, so just even considering all the work to set up to get everyone that coordinated, to move this camera around, to get to the next (laughs) scene, to, like, make sure everyone knows exactly where they need to be when it's time. Like, the runners had to be going off. Yeah, it's interesting seeing this, because it's kind of like how live productions go like a play or something like that there's a lot of working parts and people moving behind the scenes but in this case instead of it just being like a flat stage you're going through a whole building so it gets much more complicated and the setting for this place is incredible yeah the setting is dope they scouted a great location that was half the movie man just finding the right spot to film it in and then just really good camera work from whoever was holding the camera 
or several cameras that you were watching through. It must have been annoying to coordinate that many people around each other and not get in the shot accidentally. The shot where they do the axe chopping scene for the head. Great. That was like, and you see the chick, like she grabs the fake head and there are, the camera's about to hit her. Yeah. And she does the fucking roll out of shot. Oh my God. So good. What a pro. They had a dedicated uh, production assistant crew who were just like going to the max for this movie and it was so fucking good. I think it was really funny to see how, you know, you have the original cut in the beginning and they had like an actual like professional film crew for that. And then they right. had the acting film crew for the last half of the movie. I feel like they were they were just like, let's see how many crews we can get to help us with this. And they're like, you're going to be in a movie. Yeah. And got them all <laughs> together to do it. It's like You acted before, right? Once. Yeah. A little walk on roll. OK, well, yeah. get ready. Totally what I was not expecting. You guys were correct. And when you're like, you're not going to expect what's happening afterwards. I didn't expect them to go back and then tell the whole story about how it was made. And then to have like the family who's involved, the director, his daughter and his wife all be really wholesome and believable. I was like, are you guys an actual family yeah. <laughs> like, in this movie? Because it seemed very real. Like the daughter is like an edgy like I love the t-shirts. Like amateur Ayo, filmmaker. The Scarface t-shirt. The, the fucking the shiny. Shining. I think that's the, the only time that crying wasn't actually funny in this movie is when the dad's crying because he's like sad that him and oh his daughter my don't have God. the same connection yeah. they used to. The fact that they even like just had that in there in the first place just it just warmed my soul because the resolution at the end is really good. Yeah. It came full circle. Yeah. yeah. Also, the music in this fucking film. Oh Hell yeah. God, it's like, spot I want to know who did the music for this. They picked like the summer bop hit for some of these just like, fucking films. Just the songs. feel good songs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the whole first movie is very like your typical horror movie soundtrack. It's got like creepy keyboards in it. Right. And, like, yeah. Weird little lower tones and things. Impacts and, and everything. Yeah, exactly. And then you get to like this part where it's like, fucking summer vacation time fucking I don't, I don't know like we're Cue getting guitar riff yeah exactly Woo-hoo. and you're gonna hear this guitar riff like five times in the film they even went as far as to change like the way the camera looked as far as maybe like frames per second and the lighting and everything so that it looked more upbeat mm-hmm. than when they were actually supposed to be scarier and it was darker and you had all of the like specific sounds and noises going on so they they paid a lot of attention to detail when they were changing through the levels of what you were watching the the part where they're going through the actors being how they are normally is hilarious to see them like on set where you have someone who thinks he's like the shit and then he like yells at him on set he's like you little shit he's like why are you gonna fucking talk to me like that on the set he's like do what you're fucking supposed to do was hilarious to me because i was like there's always that one dude who thinks he's like the best thing ever to happen on set it was funny to see that because it's like i think one of the minor characters says you're playing a director as a director and he's like, yeah. And he's like, my dad used to do acting in call in like school. Sometimes he gets aw- carried away. I was in the drama and he's club. like, you, f- you fucking, you're, you're on my set, you little brat. And he I just like that. slaps him in the face. It's great. It's just like you could <coughs> feel the emotion. <laughs> the mom though. <laughs> who just, who just pump. <laughs> 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 I love that because it's supposed to be an improv moment for them, and then she's just like, "Yeah, you know, I was learning self defense classes, and I uh, learned this move." And then they they did a fake like martial arts like self defense class that they showed you, which had to have been filmed for this movie. 
<laughs> and they just show you all of it. So you just get all these different layers of, oh, yeah, she learned it on her own. It's an improvised moment. They actually brought it into the movie. And then she does it to escape them later when she's going nuts and is, like, dropping into her character and can't, like, go back to normal reality. It's it's so many layers of, of great comedy on top of each other. And then it's a really good piece of satire. Like, it actually gets at the idea of how serious people take the horror film industry and that it actually ends up being kind of funny most of the time. I bet they'd laugh a lot on set for these movies. I mean, it just looks like it was a lot of fun to film in the yeah. first place. Like, oh, it, yeah. like everyone's all together getting everything done. People are like trying like their damnedest to get stuff. Fucking rolling time. across the screen. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's like, I mean, that's the big challenge here that they post to this director right. is you're going to direct a 30 minute lot. Li- it's live. Yeah, everyone's watching you while stop. you do this. And you have to do it continuously. That's already a challenge. And I believe he says, like, this is a joke, right? Like, you're not yeah, being nobody serious. nobody does this shit. No one could do this. And the thing is, he's kind of like a, a lower-end kind of director. He's like, yeah, fast, cheap, efficient, you know? Yeah. So when he gets into, like, the role of, like, playing an actor and, like, okay, we need to make the film fine. Yeah. There's a part where they, they break the crane. <laughs> oh, my God. And they yeah. need to fix it. And he's like, fuck it. We won't use the crane system. And he's like, no, this is my film. Like, let me let me finish this. He's like, you're for TV. That's like movie stuff. Like, you're stay in yeah, line. What the fuck? And he's just like, Mao takes the reins. Is like, no, we need to finish this right. And it's it's really cool because you see, like, I bet being like a related to a director probably makes you look at film a little bit differently. Say if you weren't brought up with that. So to see her like say, no, don't use fake tears and stuff. I want the real deal. And there's that whole. Oh, this broad kind of thing with the mother. Oh yeah. <laughs> that makes me think about everybody who's involved with the with the Coppola family. Yeah, exactly. How literally like everyone in the Coppola family has touched film in one way or another because they saw their whole family getting involved. Wait, side note, didn't she say that Nicolas Cage is a yeah, Coppola? So I like for some reason just never thought that of course he's using a stage name and like chose his name. So when I was looking up Nicolas Cage, I was like, Oh, he's actually a Coppola. He's like one of the cousins to uh Sophia Coppola. What? Yeah. yeah. And Whoa. I was like blowing my mind. And I was right like, now. wait, what? I was like, he's like he's not even that far off in the branch. Like he's like literally her first cousin. So you know, do you know how much like more respect he would have <laughs> if he had that last name? <laughs> well attached? he he noted that he didn't want to use the name because he felt like people would not take him as seriously. Like they would just kind of like grandfather him into it. Like how they've been dealing with the, like the daughter and the granddaughter. Although I have to say Sophia Coppola and the granddaughter, I, I'm forgetting her name right now. Um, Gia Co- uh, Coppola have all done their own work in their own right. And they wanted to use that name. So it's like, but there are a bunch of other people who just use the name to kind of get into the filming industry. Damn, I'm kind of yeah. sad now that I didn't know that <laughs> it's his name crazy, is right? Nick Cage. I didn't know that either. I was looking it up and I was like, wait, let me look at this family tree, which is huge. By the way, there's a lot yeah. of people in the Coppola family. And I was just like, oh shit, he's like literally right over here. He's one of the first cousins. <laughs> well, it's very interesting because, you know, you have that dynamic. Like if your dad made this amazing film, how do you live up to that? And then, like, on the other spectrum, there's, like, this dead-end kind of director just films whatever kind <laughs> of shit. It's like, oh, it's just one of his scripts, whatever. But then, like, Mal finds out that her favorite, like, star <laughs> yeah. idol is yeah. in this. And she's, like, reading the shit out of it. Like, it cuts to, like, the entire book, like, already read. Yeah. Because she's so obsessed with this cute boy. 
Surprised that cute boy is an asshole. Oh, uh, yeah. Not surprised. <laughs> spoiled brat. I, I love when the mom, the mom like, whoops his ass. And he's like, you know your mom's amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he, like, I mean, he, like, rolls up. He's like, you hit me. No one does that. My own father didn't even do that. Yeah. And then, like, here comes mom just to smack him around again. Get to like, your role. Yeah. <laughs> you got shit to do, kid. And then like, right after that. Like, the father is, like, very concerned because he knows that his wife could go out of hand with her acting. <laughs> and he's like, are you good? She's like, I'm calm. I'm dead calm. Uses the same the line. The same line that she uses in the film. And it's it's just when she has that blood splattered on her face. <laughs> calm down. I'm calm. I'm dead calm. <laughs> You're like, ooh. You feel it. Was not expecting to get to the end of this film and actually, like, get close to crying. <laughs> what is <Yeah>. this <laughs> wholesomeness that's happening at the end here? It's because you go through this journey of all this shit happening when it finally resolves. Success. You're like, yeah, that yes. was sick. That is a, there's a great view of how you feel when you finish a film, the success you feel when it's completed and all you got to do is, is – well, actually, in their case, they didn't have to edit it together because it's already, it's already released. But, you know, it's usually – one cut. Yeah. Oh, right. It's literally one cut of the day. So you, yeah. you have to put it all together and it comes out great. That's, that's a good feeling. Man, I mean, there is also that that part where this chick, she's the backup camera operator, and she is just like, hey, is your back feeling good? You know, maybe I could grab the camera for yeah. a little. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. And he finally has the fall. Yeah. And, like, there's that kind of moment where she's like, fuck it, I need to grab it. There's got to be so many unscripted falls in this because some of them look <laughs> pretty real, where they probably just tripped and kept it going and, like, fell right on their face. Yeah. I mean, she she falls after handing him the uh, the rag so he could wipe the fucking thing. It's great. When too. I saw when the first time I saw it, when he cleaned like the the breaking the fourth wall and cleaning the camera, I was like, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, I wasn't yeah, sold, you're not sure like, what you're Ooh. watching up until then. You're kind of like, oh, this is weird. And then it becomes so much better when they start adding the layers of, oh, they were actually making a movie, and then they show you how they made a movie inside of a movie, which is even funnier to me. And then there's the behind the scenes of how they made the movie that yeah. makes the movie. Right. That makes the movie. So many people that they had on set with cameras. I don't know how cameras didn't get broken during the filming of this with them running around so much and handing it to someone else. I think they did, like, because one of them was having issues. I can't imagine it getting jostled around and mess up yeah. some of their equipment. I will give props to the blood effects in this, too. The blood looks very convincing. Yeah, holy shit. And, like, I've. I love seeing the fucking the tube. Uh, man. I was about to say, can we give props to the guy that does the blood splatters? <laughs> yeah, literally just sucks it up into a tube, turns it upwards, and then just blows out <laughs> whatever is <laughs> in the plastic tube and right into her face. And she has to like keep going with blood, like <laughs> fake blood, getting in her eyes and her mouth. You know, I bet that's an effect that's used often in like you know lower budget films. Yeah, and I just always. wonder, does that blood ever get up your mouth when you gotta like suck oh, it I'm into sure. the little tube? Yeah. It oh yeah, to. totally. Uh, and here's the thing. When we saw that spit from the drunk guy the first time, we're like, oh, fuck. And it's fucking real spit. No props there. That wasn't spit. Those were chunks. Yeah, (laughs) His oatmeal came back to say hi. (laughs) That's hilarious. Wow, such a convincing drunk. No, he was actually drunk. (laughs) He's not actually an actor. We just gave him a lot of sake right before this, and he was good to go. I do enjoy the small little take they had of the empty bottle. And you'd be like, oh, he drank all of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's that was why all him. he's so drunk. 
and him like joking about I haven't been able to see my kid. Last time I was supposed to visit her, I was too drunk when I showed up, and then I, now they won't let me see her. Starts Dang. crying the in his most chair. Depressing thing. Holy shit! That actually was pretty sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like these, these a, are the a kind great of piece of dark humor. It's, it's making me think that this entire like like horror films are notoriously dark right. things. They are dark subject matter, as is that conversation, as is like the 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 deal like the director dealing with like the lack of like contact with his own daughter, sort of idea where he's yeah. also, he feels more separated from her. So I think that a big thing to take away from this is that people bond over darkness they bond over misery and things like that and that's a big takeaway from this movie now that i'm thinking about it a little more and that just makes the successes even higher yeah this, uh, for him too they had the multiple layers of being a director who's trying to be successful on top of him wanting to have a closer relationship with his own family with his daughter who's also interested in directing and writing as well who has a different method too and she loves horror movies also. and she also loves horror movies so you have a lot going on there as far as story. A lot of like really meaty stuff for it being so short. <laughs> it was like you actually have a lot of character development for what yeah. they're doing, which is surprising considering how short it is and what they like. Because their character development only happened in like half of the movie. Yeah, that's I'd true. say probably the second act when yeah. they like finally get the script out and right. they're talking about it. Otherwise, you just had the regular story that they created for their like thirty-minute slot on TV. It's Which funny. is also a good short. It's funny too because they have like these higher ups who work at the TV station. They're just They're like, great. look at this. They she's a na- yeah. she's a natural actor. And after so they funny. put the fucking tears on her and everything, what a great joke on the companies that want you to do this shit and they sit back and don't do anything. Like they're just sitting there, like, okay, yeah, you got it. You can get it done, right? Big, big comment on that for sure. Yeah. I mean, we, we spoke about it already, but um, the director saying like, oh, what you're trying to do is what movies do. This yeah. is a TV show, therefore he should take his art less seriously like right. i don't understand like, like, i felt what? the i felt the pain in that director's yeah, like, heart right shit. there like nah you're small time shit this isn't big time shit Stay yeah, in they want to cut out some important part of the script because he even says he's like no this is gonna like wrap up the story this is what i need to show and they're like no uh, you just cut it and nobody will notice we felt that yeah. <laughs> as, as fans of many different types of mediums right we fucking notice <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real this is great though. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly and I think it deserves its rating. Really, 100%, really, like 100% yeah. is definitely worth it. It's to go There's watch no it. movie like this. No, not that I can yeah. think of off the top of my head like that. Not one that pulled it, it off the way this yeah. movie did either. So, it's it's really good and it's kind of like a hidden gem. Like yeah. I really didn't know about this movie and a lot of people probably don't know about it even though it has such a good rating. Yeah, this was like the first time I ever got recommended it, and Plus, it was from a, a friend. Of, yeah, a lot of people don't watch Shudder either. Like, yeah. it's not a hugely popular service. But, it, like, if you go on there, you can watch a lot of weird horror it, films. It, it, I think it should be because that's, like, yeah. one of those bastions you're going to find your, like, lower-budget horror movies right. that are coming out. The stuff that's not going to – it's not being advertised to you constantly. So Yeah, you trying to see Critters 5? Oh, there my God. Go. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that series. Holy shit. We should actually do one of those movies. Yeah. But, I mean, this is just an example of a hidden gem. Yeah. In like a like in a, a source that's not as commonly used. Yeah, that's true. It could also be that the director just wasn't really well known, so no one really sped it around. Didn't have the same distribution as you see usually on some of these. What what year did this come out again? Twenty seventeen. Oh, okay. Hmm. I was like, what was happening in twenty seventeen? That's what I'm trying film. to think. <laughs> I don't think I'm pretty sure. Wasn't that like the Avengers? 
Ooh. Ooh, like Infinity War and shit? I don't know. I feel maybe. like that was like 2015, 2016. <laughs> I have no oh. sense of time Infinity anymore War? because I have, of COVID. Yeah, yeah fuck. <laughs> I've been inside too long for a whole year. Maybe not. It's kind of wild that we've been doing the podcast while COVID's been happening. It's like, oh, we have to go outside now? I don't want to go outside. <laughs> I got to go back to a dirty-ass theater. Like, I don't know about those sticky floors anymore. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, can I just watch it live from TV? Yeah, <laughs> just keep putting it up so we can download it. Uh, HBO exclusives. Infinity War came out a year after this movie. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the quality of film has been going down, but it's starting to go back up again, which is kind of cool. Hopefully, now we have some new yeah. topics to make movies about. Yeah, people are are, are getting all sorts of new ideas, so yeah, hopefully a renaissance will come after the plague. Yeah, the plague, <laughs> the crazy political climate, that yeah. literal climate change, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, with this uh, with, with COVID, what you're gonna see is you're gonna see. I think we've we've talked about this before, but you're gonna see like a like a hollowing out of like specific industries and entertainment and stuff like that oh, because man. there's people that aren't yeah. able to keep up with it and they found a new avenue to go down. So this is both a curse and a boon because so, <laughs> right. we'll, we will lose people who are very talented, and then you will also be gaining new blood who's willing to ha- express new ideas, hopefully, and bring them into the foray. That is, if Hollywood gives a shit about that which they don't ah, yes. but you know we can hope a also fresh blood sacrifice a lot of those to hollywood blood for yeah, the blood god right yes i, I love that blood for the blood god. <laughs> skulls for the skull throne i love that I, that makes me think of the 40k books i was listening to the audiobooks <laughs> well get out of here with your nerd shit <laughs> uh, they're just so ridiculous because you hear like all the jargon from the 40k universe that you don't understand Anyway, it's as far so as the cute. Hollywood guys go, um, a lot of those fuckers are going to die soon because they're all old as shit. Good. So it's like, yeah, you know what? Go ahead and die and let it someone else no, take they're over. they're not going to die. They're immortal. We all know they're drinking right, yeah. blood. That's, that's how they, they don't stay stop eating alive children. for you so You don't die long. after blood sacrifices. <laughs> yeah, that's why they do the fresh blood sacrifices. Oh, man. Well, so that's what they do in those studios. Yeah. And that, that was like the main part of the, the movie, too. Like, they took the blood on top of this fucking roof. And it I was guess, a satanic yeah. ritual, which is yeah. kind of wild. They uh, they definitely played that down. I was like, oh, this is like, have you seen um, uh, VHS, the second part? Yeah. Where it's straight up just like a demonic ritual. That is probably the best um, like this, this snippet is, from yeah. that movie, VHS 2, the, uh, God, it's the, the cult. unnerving shit watching that. That makes me think that's something they kind of glossed over because the place in the lore for the original movie was that the military was doing human experiments, yeah. but were they actually doing ritual sacrifices? <laughs> yeah. Well, the government was doing like, blood rituals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was oh that God. throwaway line where it's like the director wants all the blood on the roof. Yeah. So he knew about the ritual. Yeah. yeah. He is... was reading on the, the web, not the <laughs> internet, the web. Ah, yes, <laughs> I love the when they refer to the web. It makes me think of those old school pages you would see where it has like four big buttons you can click. <laughs> and it's like you would click on one and then you'd wait like 10 minutes for it to load as it like does it line by line <laughs> that's what it makes me think of when they're like yes i got it on the web yeah i mean that's the only thing about like the main like 30 minute 45 minute cut is that like i kind of wish they would a little explain a little bit more on the satanic thing like how these undead are brought back but that's the only like slight gripe i have with it but i wanted to know what were some of your favorite scenes from this movie Hmm. Oh, I know. I like when the the Mike man was crying and shitting while getting <laughs> his makeup done. That was such a mood. 
I can relate completely. Oh my God. And I loved it. The poor dude is trying to sneak away to take a shit. And he's like, where are you going? <laughs> he's like, I'll, just, I, I'll, be, I'll be right back. It's just. hilarious because the director director was just so into his role and so into the improvisation of it. <laughs> he was like, no, you won't escape from me. It's like, bro, I got a shit. And, oh and it's God. funny because uh, you hear him scream off screen. Yeah. And it's not even him getting attacked, quote unquote, by zombies. He's just trying to get people off of him oh so he can hit the fucking God. restroom. So you just go take a nah, shit. I just need the squat somewhere. There's so no restrooms funny. at that point. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, go means go. Also, you know, wait, wait. I have one more thing. Go I'm ahead. sorry. Because he went. From shitting to makeup, straight into his roles, he probably didn't have time to wipe. Yeah, he didn't. Well, he had toilet. He was holding toilet paper. So they he, did hand him a roll. So they did I hand him a roll. I don't know if that was an official. We have wipe to assume he time, wiped, but probably not very well. He probably dropped a major load, so he was just running there with poopy pants. That's so. Funny. Oh, oh my god. No. <laughs> I mean, and then I mean, the director is also holding him. Yeah. And then he like, and then he yeah. like starts going like right after that because oh he's like, oh, God. like that relief, and you're like, no, oh, poor no. Guy. I think my well, first off, just a, a side note: the person with the bucket squirting blood everywhere—that's that's that's, yes. that's golden. Yes. I want um, I want that job. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> you know, how do I get paid to do that? I have to just squirt shit. You just got to be a production assistant. Just, there you go. just yeah, find just your way go. onto sets and be like, I'll just do whatever you guys need me to. And then yeah. you'll get that job. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Yeah. I'll even, yeah. My favorite scene, though, is at the very end of the movie because the uh, the uh, the crane for the camera has broken. And that's yeah. one of the big, the big sad parts. So what do they do? They get all of the zombies and a bunch of the crew to make a human pyramid on top of Love it. it. With, with the director's daughter... With a director on top and his daughter on his shoulders, yes. just like the picture he was crying yes. over when she was a little kid, and she's holding the big camera that makes that like gets that last shot, and that's, then uh, they all like fall down, and that's like the end of the movie. And it was the power of friendship. All I'm along. shivering right now for how amazing this is. <laughs> I'm like getting shakes and chills. Like it's so beautiful. Yeah, this is the feel-good movie of the year. Oh my god. That's the yeah. thing too. They have that shot where she finds like her dad's copy of the script and she opens it and she sees that picture of the fucking Oh right. And she's like we got to do the crane right. Fuck this producer guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, Fuck starts, this higher up. Starts shaking him. She's like, "We'll make a decision. We're going to do it this way." <laughs> yeah. I love how she took control over that situation. I'm trying to think of what she's what's... like slapping, throwing hats off of people. Be like, "Lady, fucking do this right here," you know. I mean, to be honest, the show wouldn't have gone on without her because they wanted to pull the plug like halfway through because shit was going crazy. Yeah, that would have been like, whack no, if they ended they're that. Just, they're just gonna jump to this line and then we can go straight to this line. Blah blah blah. Yeah, making the thing work. Good hey, for I, her. I actually, I actually read the content. I know where we could fix this. You know. Uh, I liked the moment when he comes home and realizes that his daughter's really into the script and like has the most dad moment ever. Like, oh, in with a movie. his hands on his hips? His hands on his hip. He like does a full <laughs> twist, like turning to his wife to be like, oh, you, you know, she's reading my script. Like what's, what's she interested in? I was like, this is great. This is such a good dad moment. Cause I'm like, this is like beyond the really good acting. of just like, you're so believable <laughs> right now in this moment. Like you have to be an actual father for this to have worked well. Uh, personally for me, my favorite part is when they do the decapitation scene directly into the transition with the car. Right. And you see like the chick who was the backup camera person fucking hand the, <laughs> Oh my God. Hand the wiper to the guy. And he, 
he falls and she just has that moment where she's like, I need to take this camera. <laughs> yeah. And she grabs it and she's like, what if the zoom in, what if we did that on the zombie's face? He's like, that's tacky. There was a great moment earlier where like, like you said, where she's trying to tell the actor, uh, yo, you should do some zoom ins. He's like, no, why would we do that? It's so tacky. <laughs> and then they, and then she's like, I got my opportunity and fucking does it on screen. Yeah, she, I like how the camera recording her recording cuts to her, just like zooming the lens. Yeah. Now. Like yeah. super hard. Dude. <laughs> like a big old smile on her face. Oh, you know, she was stoked. Yeah. Shit. I would be stoked. Be like, you like my zooms. Well, get your zooms now. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I mean, they were like, they, they were like, yeah, that's really tacky. And she's like, yeah. Tacky is cool though. Yeah, that's cool. What what the fuck? Like, yeah, dipshit. Like, why are you such an asshole? (laughs) Mal has that part. She's like, oh my god, who's zooming? Who's running the camera? This is so good. Like, (laughs) this is so cool. That was my favorite part. Just she gets her moment and she fucking rocks it. That's true. That's true. I enjoy that a lot. Okay, so for the hundredth episode, for one cut of the dead. What do you guys rate this movie? Mm, the rare and coveted 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Great. Perfect. 10, 10 over here. The 10s across yeah, the board. Which makes sense. Or the 100th yeah. episode. Yeah. Well, we've only had, I don't know, like three movies out of these 100 that all got 10s from us. Like, I think it was what? Attack the Block. Attack the Block, this one, and then one other one. I think, I want to say it was The Lighthouse. But it yeah. might have been some. It might have been another one. I don't know if Lighthouse one. got all 10s, did it? What was the other one? There was one more at least. There's been a couple that almost got Yeah, they got like nines, like 9.5s. But I feel like either that one or a Parasite was one of the ones that got like a really good score from all of us. So, yeah, it's like so good. And it's a great choice for the 100th episode to have a parody of the horror films because people take them a little too seriously sometimes. True. Or not serious at all. Yeah. This is a happy in between. Yeah, this is a great horror comedy that works really well on like a, a weird meta level. It isn't like a, a the genre horror comedy that you see. This is actually like them making it, and you got to see all the production behind the scenes and stuff. It's like a it's like a like almost like a mockery of just like just not only right. horror movies but the making of them too. And like like I said earlier in the episode, like I I think that this really like shows a lot of like what film crews go through to make something even this low budget happen yeah it is a lot of work and i think people forget that when it comes to making movies 25k for a movie this long is actually like very very low yeah it yeah. is definitely that is just like your your equipment paying for like getting everyone there and then their wages and that's probably it like that is the bare minimum of what you could pay very people. minimal post-production yeah exactly but in this case they had a whole 45 minutes they didn't really need to edit that's true actually if they were gonna do yeah. that single cut they're like we just gotta get it right that yeah. first time through and then roll with whatever they got so technically probably just they really needed to make that 45 minutes and the fact that they got so much character development in 45 minutes is appalling to me. Yeah, I was not bothered at all by the quality of what you were watching, which is interesting because that usually might break all of these kind of films because the camera movement was so good and the acting was really good because you had like different like modes of acting where they were like pretending to be very serious in a movie and then being funny on the side of it and then actually showing them making it was just, so they, they had to do a lot of different things to make it work and there's, that's what made it work there's well there's meta camera work yeah. there's meta directing and there's meta acting yeah so good good camera work from whoever was holding it and it was shaky but not like 
so shaky you get sick from watching it like when you watched um what, cloverfield? yeah fucking Clo- <laughs> you knew exactly what i was talking about cloverfield made me like feel like i was gonna vomit when i was watching that movie but yeah you don't get the same feeling here which is cool we can assure you you've never seen a movie like this yeah i can't think of anything else that's yeah like there's there is Very no unique. movie like this one there's only one cut of the dead there's, there's only there's Dang. only one cut of the dead um if you want other movies that do like single cuts like that, that go through, but they're not necessarily in the horror genre, like Birdman does yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Does like a single cut, but a lot of editing it. to make that one work. For which for Birdman? For Birdman, yeah. Well yeah, because Birdman they did invisible cuts when mm-hmm. they were doing oh, it. Gotcha. So they had to figure out moments where they could cut it and make it look like it wasn't cut. So like when you're passing through a door frame, when you're going in and out of a car, yeah. things like that, they'll do cuts there, which is a great way to make your story like consecutive so you like oh this is literally an hour and a half of their life and you get the yep. same you get the same yeah. effect you're going yeah exactly for, which is like that single cut look i'm trying to think of what is like the longest real cut in film ever and i and i think this one will probably be very far up there for how long it is uh i think the closest that any other one came was like a 10 to 15 minute which is non-stop there's way more people though yeah you're like going through like a city and whatnot and I do know that Atomic Blonde has an 11-minute one-shot fight scene God, in a hotel. So good. Yeah. Atomic Blonde is surprisingly good for what it is. <laughs> like <laughs> 80s era spy film with Charlize Theron. That's <laughs> really good. Anyway, random like a bit of film. This sounds great. Where is this? I want to watch this. It's fucking, it's fucking good, good, man. Yeah, it, it's really good. Uh, she. Oh God. No, I'm trying to think of what the hell it was even about. Anyway, go go find it. It's worth the watch. Atomic yeah. Blonde. If you want to watch One Cut of the Dead, check out Shudder. Yeah, it's, it's on, on there. It's yeah, streaming it's on Shutter there. Shudder exclusive. They also have DVDs of this, and I just found out they have crew shirts as well. Sick. Are you saying we can buy One Cut of the Dead crew like, shirts? Like, oh, shit. But like, I can rep this movie? I will, I will say this, though. If you're ordering the t-shirts, make sure to buy two sizes larger than your normal, because Japanese people are... Have smaller frames. Than <laughs> They're tiny. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Also very true, actually. <laughs> but yeah, check out One Cut of the Dead. It was really good and fucking hundredth fucking episode. Jeez, hundredth yeah. episode. Holy we shit. did it. That's we wild. Did it. We did it. Yeah. So I guess I guess now would be a good time to do the outro. Right. Huh? Also, one of these rare moments where I'm like, go actually buy the DVD and give them some money Dang. instead yeah. of downloading it. So many memories with this podcast <laughs> from different cast members to just me and John sitting in his apartment. <laughs> yeah, literally, we're like, we're gonna make this happen, and then it went literally from nothing to a full fledged podcast in like three days. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and yeah. it just got put up on, and ever since we didn't stop, it's been going for for over a year. Oh, look at this kind of This is wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still not making money. No. (laughs) (laughs) But if you want to find out how to make us money, Money, (laughs) that's a great segue. Come come check us out. Where the fuck are the sponsors? (laughs) They're supposed to message me, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, we said sponsors like 40 episodes ago. (laughs) Sons of bitches. Just send me your stupid toothpaste so I can tell people how great it is. (laughs) Well, if you do want to actually give us money, coin, currency, Dogecoin. Bitcoin, Gil. Ethereum, um. Ethereum, <laughs> gold points, Dog. copper points, silver points, platinum points, some GameStop stocks. What's what's the uh, what's the currency uh, in Genshin Impact? Webkin, oh. Webkin's coins, <laughs> Webkin coins, some Mora, yes, yeah, some, some Mora. Euro dollars, reserve list magic cards, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> reserve, <laughs> reserve list magic cards, exactly. Uh, then support us on our Patreon. Hell we yeah. have a Patreon up where you could spend $2 a month to recommend a film or a piece of horror media for right. us to review. 
uh, this was, like I said, a quote-unquote patron episode by our friend Isaac. Thank you, Isaac, for the recommendation. This was a beast of a fucking movie. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Um, it's, hard, baby. it's hard to get a, a 10 <laughs> out of 10 from all of us on yeah. something. So, really good choice. Yeah. Th- for this one, we were pretty, like, pretty, like, yeah. aligned. Yeah. We knew. Aligned. It was unanimous. <laughs> we were aligned unanimous. on this one. We, we read the vibe, and we were like, yeah. We read the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but also you can check out our Teespring where we have t-shirts and hats that also yeah. helps us out a lot with, with the podcast. You can check us out on all the streaming services including Spotify and Apple Podcast. Also check out our social medias that we have. We have Facebooks, Twitters, and Instagram. Yeah, there should be a schedule that's up already where we'll talk about the movies that are coming out. Yeah, the schedule is up and you can check it out. Uh, we have a lot of stuff We're coming working forward. Hard. We've been working hard, getting content made, and it will be out within the following weeks. So thank you for your continued support, and thank you for 100 episodes. Yeah. 100. 100. Ooh. I can put this on a resume and be like, yo, you know what I've been doing for the last year and a half? <laughs> wait, wait. 100 you know episodes. I made 100 episodes of? <laughs> Bullshit. <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> Complete and utter nonsense. Okay. Here we go. Before, before we do the outro, can we just get a, a group palm? One, two, three, home! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mitch. I'm Mer. I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>